Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Product-Led Marketing Show presented by the Product-Led Marketing Community. In this podcast series, we feature the top marketers from the PLG companies all over the world. But in this episode, we don't have a marketer. Our guest is from a sales background. She describes herself as a saleswoman with a flavor for marketing. Today we have Laura Erdom, who is an account executive at Dream Data. She is responsible for Dream Data clients navigating B2B revenue attribution and she is the first salesperson in the team to close non-founder-led deals. Isn't it awesome? She is one of the earliest members of the product-led marketing community and contributor knowledge in many of the conversations. Hi Laura, how are you doing? Hello, Akhil. It's a pr- pleasure to meet you. And yeah, thank you for that introduction. It's, it's nice. Yeah. A salesperson with a flavor for marketing. I think that's the future. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, your past experiences and your career path? Oh, yeah, for sure. So I have spent a big part of my career working in enterprise sales. And well, that was fantastic. Really good school. And I really enjoyed it. Very successful. But at a point, Dream Data reached out to me asking, well, would you like to be one of the first salespersons in the team? I was, I think, a ninth employee joining Dream Data. And it was a big struggle to start with. There were so many things I did not know how to do. And when you're an experienced salesperson, and coming from enterprises, closing the huge deals, and now you can't close the deals at a smaller company, that's absolutely crazy. So that was kind of the beginning of my journey with Dream Data. We failed a lot. And on top of trying to sell the product, then Dream Data introduced product-led, a free product for our prospects to try. That was kind of another stone my way. It's like, okay, am I not? needed here anymore can the product sell itself it's like is this a goodbye go back to enterprises it wasn't and i'm looking forward to have a chat with you about that that's great right? that's my first question you are the product-led marketing show's first guest with a sales background okay so as someone from the sales background how do you react to this popular misconception that product-led means no salesperson Oh, I was there. <laughs> it's like, this was what I thought when we yeah. it. it was a huge struggle, at least in my mind. Well, I know I've got a job here and I know that they need salespeople, but I actually don't know how to sell when we have a product there. It's like, you're not selling a POC, you're not selling a trial you're actually starting to help your clients to buy. So moving away from, first of all, pitching, you still need to do that for your prospects to start trying your product and and moving on to the free version of it and stuff. But the big part of my job started to be helping clients being successful on the platform, finding out what is it that they're actually looking for. Because Dream Data's platform is very extensive. And when it is like that, the wow of the product comes much later than we would like it to come. And salespeople are a part of that journey to help clients to get the wow of the product as soon as possible. So it matches the problems that they're trying to solve by themselves. And that was the reason why they reached out to Dream Data. And then we helped them move on and find out, okay, is this enough of what you're using right now in the free version? Are we upgrading? Where are we moving together with the product and so on? So it is, it becomes a big merge of a little bit of marketing. That's what I love. Then a little bit of customer success and the guidance of purchasing the product at the end. So, so that was kind of a move. Well, you still need salespeople. You will always still need the salespeople unless it is like a very 
low value product that you just buy online and you start using it and start paying whenever you hit whatever wall that it is at the, beneath the paywall. But as soon as those products are a bit more complex, the customers need to understand how to use it, how to get value of it and continue growing together with the product. You will always need salespeople that have also a flavor of customer success. I agree with you completely agree with you. So what are some of the things that you had to learn or unlearn when you switched from sales led motion to product led? I had to learn much more about the product. When I joined Dream Data, one of the mm -hmm. reasons why it's tough usually to sell the first six months for the salesperson, especially on the more technical product, is understanding the actual product, the problem that you're solving. And then when you understand it, you still need to get into the weeds of the product as well. So mm -hmm. I had to learn a lot more about the product and help clients navigate it and unlearn well, was, you mentioned like the marketing flavor. So I started to unlearn pitching, unlearn like, like, oh, you now like my LinkedIn post. Do you want a demo or do you want to start a free product? But no, 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 please go, go away. Nobody wants that. And this is something that I, well, I knew that it's not popular, but when you want to be successful, you really try to do everything you can to both get the leads, to move the product users faster and everything, but helping rather than pitching in the full customer journey with your client is something that I had to unlearn a bit more. So, so that was, it was not easy. <laughs> so this is something uh, we talk about a lot in the community and you even did a LinkedIn event on this topic. Sales and marketing alignment and uh, aligning different teams around product-led growth strategy. Can you share some tips or best practices with our listeners? As you know, most of our listeners are marketers. So these tips, uh, they can apply to work well with the sales product and uh, maybe even leadership. Yeah. Well, we talk a lot about like common meetings, everybody has to be aligned and so on. It also comes with the size of the company. As soon as you mm -hmm. become larger, then it's more difficult, but there has to be touches between marketing and sales and product and customer success. So everybody's aligned. What is it? Which direction are you moving? So it starts with leadership. The cool thing is about Dream Data is that the transparency of where the product is going. Every week we have an all hands call where we talk a little bit about the product. What did we release? Where are we going? What are customers asking for? So then it's easier for me as a salesperson to understand what is it that we're talking about when we're talking about the product. But then when moving into marketing, that is an even closer collaboration than just once a week presentation and chat. It is marketing is on the weekly sales calls where we talk about the deals. And then the other way around, marketing is clearing out the path and communicating clearly what are the goals of marketing? What kind of leads are we getting? What are we measured upon? How are our leads converting? So it's not just the handover, just there you go, a bunch of leads, go call. No, we're, our marketing is working targeted after very good leads that will close for sales. And then the collaboration is much easier. So when we know that marketing is generating a given amount of leads, then we actually know next month and the month after what is the trajectory of both our demo calls, calls with the clients that are already trying out the product and how many new business are we going to close? So that collaboration is constant. But I mean, from tips and tricks, the best tips are just to talk to people. If you are a salesperson, you will not be able to close deals alone. I will not be able to close any deals at Dream Data if I didn't talk with product 
especially the big ones, because there are always hiccups. There are always some of the things that we need to look into. How can we help our clients? How can we help the prospects that, that are having some certain problems? Because all of them usually are a bit different. So you don't pick up all of the battles, but the ones that matter, we have a common place where we talk about the product, both marketing and sales are in that one. And, and the same goes back to marketing. When marketing knows what product is working upon, then it's easier to plan your marketing strategy, your content and everything, and for sales to pick it up and kind of be the middle ground for, for it all, both for marketing and for product. So talking of uh, working with your marketing teammates, how does lead qualification and handoff from marketing work for your dream data? Ooh, this is a very exciting process. <laughs> Talk. I think a dream data at least I've noticed that it's a bit different than what I'm used to. So when you say a lead at Dream Data, it is an actual demo call or an account that is an ICP qualified to sell and have started for free. So those two are leads that we're receiving, a demo call or a qualified free trial for that we can sell to. Everything else it's still a lead that is being nurtured by marketing. So sales is not picking up on those and marketing is working on them. Let's say eBooks. We only have one eBook on our website and it's just basically a summary of all of our blogs. If somebody is just bored clicking around, they can submit an email and get it in the PDF. This is not a lead. This is an intent from somebody who wanted to read our blogs and our documentation, but but sales does not work on that. Maybe in the future, we will start to nurture it a little bit more, but all of our leads are coming in inbound because marketing machine is working. And as soon as they're coming in, they're well qualified because that's where that handoff is working. I think it's near perfect. I really love it because marketing is creating very good quality demand. They know which keywords to tackle, where to be advertised, where to be seen. We're very active on LinkedIn and that's not just the marketing strategy, that's the full revenue team's strategy that we want to create that demand and awareness in the market that when they're submitting a demo call or they're requesting a free trial, the prospects already know if they are an ICP, if that's a product they can use, we only work with B2Bs. It's very rare that we get a B2C client looking for attribution with Dream Data. And if they do, then we, we're very quickly disqualified and send them over to our peers that are working with B2C. And, and that handoff is much easier because in sales, we know what to expect. We know what kind of leads we're getting. And then later, we know how to further close them because it becomes a much more streamlined process. And then again, if sales is not doing a very good job closing those fantastically qualified leads by marketing, then once in a while we get poked by marketing and say, what's up with that lead? That one got dead. Why did that happen? And then we look into that. Well, it, there's chemistry, there's timing, whatever can happen as well. But there might be a lot of intent that sales is well, too busy to capture or some things like that, then we get very often poked by marketing as well. So look it up. This company that submitted a demo request you had two months ago, they're looking at as a G2. Maybe you want to have a chat with them as well. So that handover is not just, here you go, a lead, go call, but it is a constant work together up till we actually close the deals. So how do you define your sales accepted leads? And uh, is it different from the sales qualification process? Yeah. So a lead, as mentioned, is a demo or a free request. And then if it's an ICP, then salespeople get 
those assigned to them, but it's not sales accepted yet. So a salesperson get has a demo with the with an ICP, then or they start to engage with the free user if they need any help to being onboarded. It's sales accepted as soon as sales move it further a step in the pipeline. So that's only when we really calculate, okay, we can actually sell to this client. They have both interest, the timing is right, and we have the right stakeholders on the call already now to start working on finding out how we can help them to buy the product if they're bigger than just to stay on the trial for a longer time. So that's where it becomes sales accepted and then we move on. So the ratio for sales accepted leads of closure, it's much higher than it was just sales qualified and then go hunt. So that that middle ground is very interesting to, to look into. It's like, well, the sales qualified lead for us, it's almost an, an MQL. Like, because like a marketing qualified lead is still just a demo and a free request. And as soon as sales says, okay, we're actually actively selling to this client, we're having meetings with the stakeholders, then it's a sales accepted lead. And then from sales accepted to deal closed, then I think the ratio, I think for us, it takes two to three months to close the client from sales accepted lead to, to new business. Got it. So we kept our favorite topic towards the end. Hopefully it is your favorite too. Let's talk about social selling in B2B. We love your TikToks, my <laughs> You mentioned uh, you mentioned generating all your inbound leads from LinkedIn social selling, and you also mentioned using it as a channel to educate your buyers. How do you do it? Oh, this is what well, we started just like everybody else starts. Like we need to be out there. Everybody knows, like, oh, we need to be on LinkedIn. And and to begin with, it's not really a strategy. It's like, oh. Uh, do we do that for company branding, for hiring new people, or are we doing that to create demand, educate the market, and so on? What I've noticed, I worked at Gartner before I joined Dream Data, and Gartner is educating their sellers in challenger sales. Challenger sales is awesome, really good way of selling and like. And there are three steps of challenger sales, and one of them I think is outdated. So you go through the three steps. It's like teach your prospects tailor the conversations and take control of the sales process and everything was expected to be done by a salesperson when you sell to enterprises and especially like if you take us 10 years back it's pretty normal that a salesperson is educating you in some of the things that you don't know so you know that you've got a problem but the salesperson is going to educate you and then later tailor the process and take control of the sales uh, motion it's it's still there but i think that teaching part the first part happens on prospects own hands Salespeople are not just not expected but at the same time not being taken way too seriously if they're trying to teach their prospects to how to yeah how the market is and how to buy it and so on they have to be knowledgeable but that education doesn't happen one-on-one. -on -one. Nowadays, the education is happening in communities. The prospects are educating themselves on either on LinkedIn, on review channels. Before they come over to you at all, they're already educated. So this is kind of the kickoff of Dream Data social selling. We have to be out there on LinkedIn educating the market into not what we're selling, more or less talking about the problem. B2B revenue attribution is complex. A lot of companies are trying to solve that and some of them are trying to solve that with their own people. That's where Dream Data started. Our co-founders have tried to 
like hatch the nut, but but it's difficult. And it's much easier if you understand that the problem is not easy to do by yourself and what the challenges are trying to do with. And if you see some certain patterns in your company, maybe you're ready for a platform. Maybe you're ready to onboard somewhere else who can help you to clean out that data and so on. So we're educating the market on the problems not about dream data yeah once in a while it's mentioned once in a while it's screenshotted and stuff like that but other than that it's mostly education about the problems that are there in the market and then later the more we are out there on linkedin i post every day uh, one of our co-founders does it like every second day the ceo is there once in a while so all of the people from dream data who like build the momentum whenever people will be thinking about revenue attribution they will not remember Laura. They will not remember our co-founder and not possibly not even dream data, but they will remember, oh, I've seen that screenshot somewhere. And then we're still out there all the time. So maybe they'll forget it, but the day after they see another post and say, huh, those people, I need to have a chat with them. And that's a sales qualified lead because they're an ICP. They've seen our post, they know who we talk to. They know the problems we're solving. And then when we start to talk to them, they're already pretty well educated. They don't ask questions or they do ask questions, but they don't want us to educate them. Why is that the problem? We need to find out if it's a fit afterwards. So that's how the social selling part started at Dream Data and it really accelerated. It really did. We found out that both from some of the more viral posts, our direct traffic is raising, our first touch, um, social channels is like doubling every time we have a more viral post and then moving forward. So now we have been doing that for more than a year. Our closed lost accounts are coming back. And the comments that we're getting from them, it's it's amazing. They say, oh guys, um, back then it was not relevant, but your LinkedIn is amazing and now it's a problem, let's talk again. And you have an upper hand then because you've both been speaking with them, but they also know that you're out there and more innovative and, and are kind of ready to work with them whenever they are ready. So this is kind of, I think this is the ultimate demand generation when it's not just the demand that comes over, but demand comes in, bounces back some of them. And after it bounces back, it comes back again. Just like qualified, qualified opportunities. So guys, uh, that's all for today's episode. Thank you so much, uh, Lara, for your valuable time and inputs. We'll be featuring you and Dream Data again in future episodes. Thank you. Thank you so much.